Thank you for visiting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We pray the following message will be encouraging to you. For more information about us, visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. Listen in as we start taking away the layers of religion and discover the joys of a relationship with the Creator. I'd like to start with a quote. Here's today's quote. Here's today's quote. I'm going to drop it on you and then just, just, let it, just let it simmer. That which dominates our imaginations and our thoughts will determine our lives and our character. Therefore, it behooves us to be careful what we worship for what we are worshiping we are becoming. That which dominates our imaginations and our thoughts will determine our lives and our character. Therefore, it behooves us to be careful about what we worship. For what we are worshiping, we are becoming. Man, that's good. Let's pray. Let's close. Let's go. That's more than some of you can handle. Don't play yourselves, right? What we are worshiping, think about that concept. What we worship, we become more like. Now that's exciting. You know, we reflect about, on that. That's great news on Sunday morning, isn't it? After you've just spent some time worshiping the creator of the universe. And so that means with every minute of true worship, we're becoming more and more like Jesus. With every minute of, of, of true adoration, with every minute of true reflection, with every minute of true communion, we're becoming more and more like Jesus. See, I, I, I've taught, we've done a whole series on worship, but, but let me just give you the, the meaning again. Worship comes from the root word, worth. And, and so worth is, is, is actually, you know, obviously the value of something. What something is worth is what's the value of something or someone. And then when you add the suffix to the end of it, ship, it, it gives it a positional status, like membership or leadership. So, so worship is about determining the position at which something or someone deserves to be valued at. So another way to put it then is whatever we give priority to, whatever we give positional value to, means by this definition we give worship to. Either you're really bored or that was really deep. Whatever we give priority or positional value to means by definition we give worship to you. How many of you say, I can't talk to anybody till I have my cup of coffee? Right? I, I can't get my, my nice on until I have that first cigarette. I can't, I can't be kind to nobody till I have a drink. I, I can't get my friendly on un, until I have some kind of pharmaceutical. Do we got to go there? 
Right? I, I, I can't, you know, before, so some of you tell, I can't study or work without my music. I got to have my music. I, I, can't, I can't do anything without, right? But, but the funny thing is then you come to church and, and Pastor Sal starts singing, Real love, I'm searching for, and everybody starts, that's not a worship song, but why, why isn't it? Why isn't it? How come it's all right for you the rest of the week, but, but not on Sunday? The devil, the, listen, listen, the devil continues to take everything that God created and perverts it. What's wrong with us taking one of his songs and throwing it back at God? Amen? What's wrong with that? So, so a lot of us say, man, I can't, I can't do anything until I get my cup of coffee. I need that. Can, but imagine if we got our bodies so addicted to God. That, 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 that we walk around saying, man, I can't talk to anybody till I just pray for a little bit. I can't, I can't talk to anybody till I just read a little bit. I can't get my nice on until I have a Jesus fix. I, I, need, to, I need a Jesus fix. I need a God injection before, before I can be friendly, before I can be kind, before I can be tolerating, before I can be loving. I got to get some God on. Right? What, what would happen if we got our bodies so addicted to God that way? Some of you would say, well, that might sound like a fanatic. That's those religious fanatics, those, those crazy, you know, I heard it once say a fanatic is just somebody that loves Jesus more than you do. Tell somebody that's for you. That, that wasn't for me. Just, if I say something too hard, just pass it around, pass it back to somebody. Make believe you already had the revelation. Just look at somebody and go, I wish you knew. I wish you knew. Now, now people blowing up abortion clinics and killing Christians, those aren't fanatics. Those are lunatics. Those are crazy people. That's not what we're talking about. But a fanatic is somebody that, man, I gotta have my Jesus. I gotta have some, some word in me. I gotta get some worship in me. I gotta get something in me that cleanses me, that refreshes me, that energizes me, that strengthens me, that gives me the ability to stand in the midst of trouble. Cause how many of you, can we agree we live in a broken, messed up, busted world, don't we? Man, it, it's hard to find anything good sometimes. It's, we live in, wow. We, we just got, uh, we got Fios TV, so now we got like about 900 channels. There's still nothing good to watch. It, it, everything is still no good. There's like four Christian channels on there, and the same four preachers are preaching back, you know. This one repeats here, and this one, like I heard it already. Come on. But you, you go through everything else, and it's just, wow. They, they... Man, they got their own, there's a gay and lesbian network, there's this network, there's that network. Even the, the, the Mormons have a channel on, on, on that. All, all kinds of, you know, man. So we're, not, we're talking about being fanatical today, amen? amen. So, so giving, giving positional value is worship. So, so then, by, by that definition again, the fact that some of, the fact that you're here today... Just even coming today means that God had priority in your life. So even before you started singing today, you were worshiping. Do you understand that? Because you said God has positional value in my life. And so the first thing, 
Or second, the third thing that I'm going to do Sunday after my coffee, my cigarette, my beer, whatever it is, 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 is I got I to gotta get my, my buns to church. I got to get, get something in my life on this, this day. So just by coming here today, some of you worshipped. Amen? So, like, feel good about yourself today. Tell somebody, man, good job today. Tell somebody, good job. Encourage somebody. This might be the only good thing they do all week. Encourage somebody. Hallelujah. See, but now, if we believe that, if we believe that what we worship, what we have communion with, what we adore, what we give priority status to, we become more like, then we have a problem, don't we? Because that's great for today. We just spend 45 minutes, an hour just worshiping God. And some of us just, you know, got raw into it. And, and, and we waved banners and we danced and we sat on the floor and we lied down and, and, and we cried. And whatever it is, whatever your experience was. So that's great for today. And that's great for, for the other week in the car when you decided to just shut the radio off and put a worship CD on. And, 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 and you were driving and you just felt the presence of God in your car. Anybody ever been there? And, 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 and you just felt God's, God's presence as you were driving and you felt like, man, uh, like nothing else mad. Like, wow, it's just me on this highway with this car and it don't even matter how loud the car is or how much smoke is jumping out the back or, or how it's sputtering. But right now, this is a holy moment with, with me and God in this car. Anybody have those experiences? So, so that's great, you know, to, when, when after a service, you know, after a worship time, and that's great after that time in the car. Wait, as a matter of fact, this week I had, I had kind of a, a Jehovah Shammah moment, and, and, and I just wanted to share that with you. We're, I realize, you know, we say God is everywhere, and, and, and one of his names, we've been studying his names, and one of his names is Jehovah Shammah, the God that is present, the God that is here. And, and I had one of those moments, I was alone, and... I've told you before, this building gets real crazy when you're alone. And there's a lot of noise, a lot of footsteps. If you've been here alone, you, you know, it, it's kind of it's crazy. And, and I don't want to waste electricity and put all the lights on in the place. So, you know, I'm in my office alone. And, and every once in a while, i got to peek out. and You know, because you hear footsteps, right? Many of them know what I'm talking about when they're here alone. It's, there's a lot of stuff going on. But then I had this, this revelation. I had, man, I'm, I'm not alone. You know, and that might sound so baby Christian and so baby to you, but, but it, it, sometimes you just need to have something simple like that to say, God, I'm, I'm not alone. And so Jehovah Shammah is here with me. And, and so uh, there's no reason for me to be afraid. There's no reason for me to be alarmed. There's no reason for me to have fear because, because Jehovah Shammah is here. Amen? And so, if anything would rise up against me, if, if anyone, if, if, if 1,500 gang members would bust through that door with submachine guns. I know I'm dramatic, right? It's the Cuban in me, I'm sorry. And, and just line up across the back with Uzis, with red dots. And so I had 1,500 red dots on me from the lasers. There's nothing to fear because Jehovah Shammah is here. And so in that, in that moment, I just said, God, open my eyes and let me open my heart, open my eyes and let me just feel you're here. And I felt it. And, and when you feel that, you just feel like, 
you know, some people see things. I, I usually don't see things, but I, I just felt like, man, I'm, I might not see it, but all around me, the captain of the Lord of hosts, bigger than me and mightier than me is all around me. And so that's probably all any enemy could see when they look at me. When, when someone comes to harm me, they, they see the captain of the Lord of hosts my, standing over his little son saying, go ahead, I dare you. And, and I, I wish you would get that mighty, valiant picture in your life. You'll never be scared again. You'll never be scared again. Sure, fear will come. But, but then you just say, God, show me. Show me what's really here. Show me, what, show me what, 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 what's really, you know, open my eyes to see what's going on here. Anyway, so that was an awesome time for me. I just thought I'd share it with you. So that's great if we, but, but if we really believe that we're becoming more like that, then we, we really have a problem because what about the rest of the week? What if the object of our worship changes after Sunday morning? Is it fair to say it does sometimes? Thanks for being honest, two of you. What, what are we becoming more like the rest of the week? And so, family, I developed a test. I said, you need to, we need to test ourselves. We need to check ourselves frequently, right? Frequently. To, to make sure nothing is, is, is taking root in us that's going to harm us, that's going to damage us, right? I, I was looking at an apartment, and, and I'm sorry, this is weird, but in the shower there was this, this thing hanging in, in someone's shower, and it was a way to, to test for uh, uh, um, breast... Uh, a breast examination, right? You have it in your shower too. They, and, and so it kind of shows you, I guess it shows women how to, and, and it says that they should do it frequently, that you should do it. Why? Because you don't want there all of a sudden to be something there, something that's been creeping in all along to destroy you. You want to do this, this examination frequently so that you can catch it as soon as it shows up, so that you can do something about it. Amen? So I guess that's a good thing to do and I encourage you to do that, but that's not what, what I'm talking about. We, we need to test ourselves frequently. And so here, if, if, here's a test. If you're living a lifestyle of worship, and that means not Sunday from 11 to 1. That means a lifestyle of worship. If you're living a lifestyle of worship, every day you're becoming more and more like the object of your worship. Right? And so, and so, what does that look like in the natural? Well, if God is the object of my weekly worship, then I'm becoming more and more like Jesus. Then it's safe to say that I'm becoming more and more loving. It's safe to say that I'm becoming more and more selfless. Not selfish, but self. Less. It's safe to say that I'm becoming more and more forgiving. Is that true of your lives? If, if it's not, redirect your worship. Amen? If it's not, then, then, okay, what am I worshiping? If I'm not becoming more and more loving, more and more selfless, more and more forgiving, then what is the center of my worship? Because if God is the center of my worship, then there's going to be more grace in my relationships. There's going to be more mercy in my attitude. 
There's going to be more joy in my person. There's going to be less of me and more of him in the way I act and react. Amen? You want to know what's inside of somebody? Bump them. Right? What spills out of you when you hit a bump in life? What spills out? This is a, that's a real easy test. You want to you wanna catch and see who the hypocrites are? Go up behind them and kick them or pull their hair or something or, or bump their car without them knowing it's you. You're going to see right the way that face turns around and the first words that come out of that mouth, you're going to see what's inside the person. Amen? Some of you are hiding. Do we, is it important to know or do we want to keep being hypocrites? Right? I don't personally, to me, that's like a real waste of time for us to be. Why even waste time coming? Why even waste time calling yourself anything? Why, why get up on Sunday if you have a day off? Stay home sleeping. Like why even go through these motions if you're going to be a hypocrite? And just be what everybody else thinks you are anyway. Right? I, I want to be so, so close to God. I want to be becoming more and more like Jesus so much. Not that my hair is getting longer and longer. Not that my beard will start to connect or nothing like that. Not that I'll start to wear robes or, or sandals, Jesus sandals or nothing. But I want to become more and more like Him. That when I get bumped, love comes out. Grace comes out. Forgiveness comes out. Acceptance comes out. Wow, you are quiet. Come on, I'll go preach you someplace else if you don't want me. You know, I mean, what's up? Can I give you a tip on that? Whenever something happens, don't react, respond. Because nine times out of ten, your reaction is going to be fleshly. Nine times out of ten, the, the, the holiest one of you, holiest one of you, when I bump your car from behind, you're going to react in the flesh. So don't react, respond. So when in your first reaction, you hold it, and then you say, okay, what's my response going to be? And, and that little split second might just save your testimony. Amen? That little split second might just keep your character in check. It might just keep your integrity with that person. If you just don't react, but respond. Say, okay, my brother, why did you hit my car? It's total different, right, from, from painting them with a bunch of adjectives and colorful words first. And then, you know, because he scratched the I love Jesus bumper sticker on the back of your car. <laughs> See, listen, listen. If I'm becoming more and more like Jesus, listen, there's less compromise in my character. Selfishness is suffocating inside of me. Pride finds no place in me. Depression is being denied in me. Condemnation has no control on me. And holiness has taken hold of me. Uh, I'll say it again for the note takers. Then, then if I'm becoming more and more like Jesus, there's less compromise in my character. Selfishness is suffocating in me. Pride finds no place in me. Depression is being denied in me. Condemnation has no control on me. And holiness is taking hold of me. Hallelujah. All right, now don't go getting stressed out or feeling condemned because for the rest of us, there's help. Say amen. Yes. There's help. Hallelujah. Yes. 
Three of you are holy. The rest of us going to need some help. Amen? And, and there is help. Because the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Proverbs 18.10. Amen? It's a strong tower, the name of the Lord. And so, you know, we're, I'm going to drop another name for you because we're going deep into this name dropping series. This is name dropping three. And, and man, I'm, I'm enjoying just going through the names of God because I, I feel like I'm giving you bullets. I'm giving you extra clips. I'm putting quivers in your, in your, I'm putting arrows in your quiver. I'm just, I'm giving you ammunition to fight every single day so that you don't have to stay where you are because listen, Jesus has done too much for you to stay the way you, you are. He's done too much for you to stay the same way you are before you met him. And so I believe just this series is really just equipping us and empowering us. So, so I'm going to drop another name on you. And when you are in the need of help, is that anybody today? You need help in the midst of trouble. I want to give you the proper name of Jesus in Hebrew. I'd like to introduce you to Yeshua. Write it down. Yeshua. We, we find that in Matthew 1, verse 20, Joseph is, his, his, his wife-to-be is pregnant. He's flipping out. He's thinking, I'm gonna, I gotta find a way to just back out of this thing because she's sleeping around on me, obviously, or something's going on. I can't, you know, and, and he's having all these thoughts. What am I gonna do with a pregnant fiance? What am I, and all these things are going through his head. And, and it says in Matthew 120, it says, while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. In a dream, Gary, isn't that awesome? Saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take you, to take for you marry your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Yeshua, Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. Yeshua is made up of two words. It's Yah, which is short for Yahweh, the eternal God. And Oshua, which means Savior or salvation. So Yeshua is our eternal salvation, our eternal deliverer, our everlasting help. The name, the name has a Hebrew root word in it called Yasha. And Yasha means to bring help to those in trouble. So when you need help, you call on the one whose name is help. Can we, can we grab that? When you need help, you call on the one whose name is help. You know how sometimes we name people after what they do? Because they do it well. Right? You got like, yeah, hey, that's Mr. Fix-It over there, this guy. You know, he's Mr. Fix-It. He just, he fixes anything. Right? How many of you have a computer guy? Oh, that's the computer guy, right? Any, you go to the computer guy. You name him after what he does well, right? You got, uh, whatever, Tony, change your flat tire type. You know, you have all these Tony the Mechanic or, or, or all these names that you give people, right? When you call for help, we need to use the name of the helper. 
See, when we called out to God for help, He answers with the name of His Son. We call out to God for help. He answers with the name of His Son. He answers Yeshua, which means salvation, come save me. Helper, come help me. That's not only what He does, that's His name. Amen? The, the Word tells us in Luke 2.21 that on, when the eighth day arrived after Jesus was born, the day of His circumcision, which is customary in that time, they wait till the eighth day. And it says, on the eighth day, the day of circumcision, the child was named Jesus, the name given by the angel before He was conceived. So think about that. On the day when He first shed blood, He was named Salvation. I mean, I'm the only one that get excited about that. Do you see the picture? On the name, on the day that he first shed blood, I saw the light go on. Hallelujah. On the day that he first shed blood, he was named salvation. Yeah, look, I, I want us to take some time this morning to really reflect on that. I want to I wanna remember that. I'm going to ask right now the ushers to come and, and bring communion. If they could get that ready and just start to bring it up here. And today, I don't just want us to take communion. I want us to, to experience it. That's why we don't do it on a set day and we don't do it a set, you know, every month, this or that or whatever. I, I, like, to, I, I like to do it whenever God just kind of gives it to me and, and so that we can make it special. I don't ever want it to just be something we do. I don't ever want it to be, well, the third Sunday we take communion. Why? Because on the third Sunday we take communion. That's just what we do. I want it to be known. We, we, today is the day that we take communion. Today we get to experience Yeshua. So if you guys would come, I want you to come to the front. Now, church, don't, don't let this be common today. Don't let it be a habit. Don't let it be tradition. I'm asking you today to treat it with the utmost reverence. You guys can stand right, right up there. There are some of you today, and, and, and I'm, I'm stopping them from serving it for a reason. There are some of you here today that will naturally let the baskets go by. I've seen it. And it breaks my heart. I, I look, not to shout anybody out or not to judge anybody. I look, but I look whenever we do communion and I watch as people just pass the plate. And then, I, and I almost want to say, but, 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 and, and the plate is gone and it's to the next aisle. And I say, and again, I don't do it to judge you. I don't do it to, 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 to make a list. Of, oh, this person's not taking communion. He must, his life must be in sin. He like, no, but I, I do it because it breaks my heart because I say, why? Why, why, why would somebody have help, salvation, and pass it? When there is enough for you, when there is enough for you, when there is more than enough, when even if these emblems would run out, we can always get more. But the true communion, there is more than enough for each and every one here. So why would we pass it by? And I understand uh, some of it. I understand there's been so much religion on us and there's been so much abuse with things. And, and you've heard, heard people tell you up here, if you take it with the wrong heart, you could die. And it does say that in the Word. I won't make it 
I'm not making it less than that. But, but, but I know you've heard people, well, you could get really sick if you take it and you have evil thoughts in your head. And so, what's the first thing when these emblems come get put before you? You start thinking evil thoughts. You start saying, oh God, I'm, not, I'm probably going to think something nasty. Oh, there it is. I can't take communion. Uh, I'm probably, probably going to have a wicked thought. Oh, there, I just had it. Oh, there it is again. Forget, I got to pass the plate. I'm, I'm filthy. You know what I'm saying? And this condemnation and this shame comes upon you and you let it pass. And every time you let it pass. And I just want to tell you, listen, it's for you today. Salvation, Yeshua, is for you today. So please, don't let it pass you by. Don't, I'm going to ask today that you not react like usual, but that you would respond. Please hand them out. When you get them, just hold on to them. I want you to not allow yourself to be disqualified today. If after we're done and you still don't want to because you feel, then, then that's on you. I'm not going to force anybody, but I'm saying right now, at least just take it. Don't pass it by. Just hold on to it. Listen, we've, we've talked about so many names already in this series. We've talked about Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who's present, the Lord who's here. We spoke the other week about Kadosh, the Holy One of Israel. Now because of His holiness, there is not one of us in here today, including me, none of us worthy to take communion. So can we all start from that point? Not one of you. We should all pass the plate. None of us should even hold the plate. None of us should even gather the plate. We shouldn't be near the plate. The plate should be in another building. If we went by our holiness, do you understand? We are all disqualified because he's Kadosh, the Holy One of Israel. Holy can't mix with wicked. There, there can't be, there's no mix, there's no relationship. So we're all disqualified. But guess what? We also spoke about Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord, our righteousness. Amen? And so he paid the price that we couldn't. And so through our accepting today, he makes us righteous. Would you just like, don't even tell nobody, but just say it to yourself. God, you make me righteous. God, I feel sinful, but you make me righteous. God, I don't do everything right, but you make me righteous. God, I feel dirty, but you make me righteous. I feel ashamed. I feel shameful. I feel condemned. I feel convicted. But God, if by accepting you, you make me righteous. Jehovah said, can you? He makes us righteous. And, and now it says in that verse, and you shall call his name Jesus, Yeshua, for he will save his people from their sins. Our response today should be, Lord, I know I don't deserve it, but you gave it to me. Jesus went through too much for you to stay the same way you were before you met him. Amen. I want you to listen and, and, and watch this video as we just hold the emblems.
His name is Yeshua, salvation. And I just feel like, like that song says, and that song wasn't even written for that. But we, some of us have been far away for far too long. And I just feel like God just wants to bring a holiness back to the church. God just wants us to be different. He just wants us to be real. It doesn't mean that, that we're not going to make mistakes. It doesn't mean that we're not going to stumble. It doesn't mean that the wrong thing is going to spill out of us sometimes when we're bumped. But it means that we're getting back 
And we're going back into his presence and we're learning how to worship him with our lifestyles and we're learning how to worship. And with every true minute of worship, with every true moment of adoration, of consecration, we're becoming more and more and more like Jesus. And once God makes that light shine in us, we can never shut it off. We can never shut it back off. And I believe God is just calling us to shine. And if we can't even get through a communion without passing the plate, then we're, we're in a, a lot more trouble than, than we even think of. So let's just bow our heads for a moment. Father, If you're here and you've, you've been far away for far too long, I just want you to know that God is calling you. I want you to know that it's not a, a mistake. It's not a coincidence that you came today. It's not a mistake that you arrived at this place at this time today. But God has called you and God said you've been far away for far too long. And I just want to know you to know that I love you and that I miss you. I've already paid the price and all you need to do is accept me, accept my forgiveness, accept the gift of my grace. You can't earn it. Stop trying. And it says in Luke that he took the bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and he gave it to them saying, this is my body which is given for you, do this in remembrance of me. Let's go ahead and partake together. Could I have somebody just thank him for the body, for his broken body? Lord, we thank you, God, for the body. I don't know, God, but words just come to me because I've never prayed out loud before. Lord, Father, God, we just thank you. We thank you for being here, Lord. We thank you, and we um, ask that you look over us, God, and continue to guide us here and strengthen us, Lord. We ask you to, um, Lord, just... Um, even those who are not here, Lord. I'm choking. I'm sorry, I'm choking. But thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Then it says, in like manner, he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the New Testament or covenant in my blood which is shed, poured out for you. Would you go ahead and drink together?
Somebody thank him for the blood. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the, your blood that we have drunk today, and that will will it may or will it will bring power to all our souls, and that it will spread to everyone that we love and family and friend. Amen. 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 He's Yeshua. Amen. There's so many more names that I want to press on through and learn and to have us prayerfully experience. And I keep saying every week, next week we're going to talk about the Lord of the Breakthrough. Amen? I want to introduce you to the Lord of the Breakthrough. But I've said that three weeks in a row and every time I go and, and to prepare and to study, it, it kind of gets pushed back and pushed back. And I guess what I'm, what I'm learning about that is that Sometimes, you know, we can't, have, we can't have breakthroughs without breaking, right? And so we, we can't just go to the Lord of the breakthrough. God, God is, we got to allow Him to break some things because some things have to be broken in us before we can come through, right? It's in that order, even in the word, break and through, right? Some things have to be broken first before we break through those things. And so I'm, I'm willing, God, God willing, we're going to, talk about the Lord of the breakthrough next week. And, and I just pray that we can, be, I, I pray that God's going to just give us the words and give us the testimony to, to demonstrate His power. Sal and Manny, would you guys come? Father, we just thank you for your broken body and the blood which you spilled. We thank you, Lord God, that your name is help. That your name is salvation. That your name is deliverer. That, that God, we can call on you. We can say, salvation, come save me. Helper, come help me. God, I pray that you make that real. And make it solid. Make it deposit in, in every heart today, Lord. That that, would be, that that would be a seed that grows in each and every one that's here, Lord God. Let it grow in us, Lord God. Let it take root. Let it overcome us. And God, help us, Lord, to test ourselves this week. Help us, Lord God, to, to make decisions this week on what we give positional value to, on what we give priority to. And God, let us, every time we remember, help us to say, God, today you get priority status. You get worship. Today you get praise. Today you get before anything else, before before a, a, a cup of coffee or before a cigarette or before anything else that we that we need to get in our systems that we feel because our bodies are are attached to it. Let let it be. Let us become so addicted to you, Lord God. That every day this week as we remember that we would come back and give you the place of worship. And Father, I know, Lord God, that with every moment of worship, we're going to become more and more like you. Will we just stand and worship God before we leave? Thank you for supporting the Sanctuary Fellowship. 
We are a new and growing church with a passion and a heart towards enjoying God, serving people, and building healthy families. We pray that you will continue to fellowship and grow with us as we follow hard after God. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. Deep inside me is this burning.